KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. California's daily cases of COVID-19 have doubled in just the past 10 days. It's the fastest increase the state has seen since the beginning of this pandemic. In San Diego on Monday, officials reported 833 cases, the second highest in a day since the pandemic started. Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says large gatherings on Thanksgiving could spread the virus even more. It's not every Thanksgiving. It's just right now. It's just this time. And those are the decisions that everyone has to make around what can you do to slow the spread. And that is limiting contact with individuals who uh, do not live with you on a regular basis. The county did not report any new deaths from COVID-19 on Sunday, though hospitalizations and deaths often lag behind case rates as an indicator of how fast the disease is spreading. Meanwhile, Governor Gavin Newsom is tightening restrictions across the state. Last week, less than a quarter of all counties were in the purple most restrictive tier. Now, more than two-thirds of all counties are in the purple. The governor says his new approach in includes prevention, testing, isolation, and now vaccination. We have a long way to go to get to uh, a vaccine that is widely distributed, but good news nonetheless. Two companies have announced encouraging results from testing vaccines. We'll have more on the vaccine situation in just a bit. It's Tuesday, November 17th. This is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Dozens of protesters gathered outside of the San Diego County Administration Building on Monday afternoon. It was for a reopen San Diego rally. They were there to protest new indoor business restrictions under the state's purple tier. Sarah Piha is the owner of Time Out Sports Tavern in downtown. She has about 140 seats inside, but only about 20 outside. But, she says, they will follow the closure order. All of us are budgeting together. We're trying to figure it out, and it's devastating. The depression, you can feel it. Every single one of us is depressed. Every single one of us is exhausted. But at the same time, we've really just are working with our community, and we're still going to put up a fight because that's all we can do. The purple tier restrictions will remain in place in San Diego for at least the next three weeks. Biotech Moderna says its experimental vaccine is just under 95% effective. They made the announcement on Monday. KPBS science and technology reporter Shalina Chetlani says the news comes just as coronavirus cases surge across the country with a million new cases in less than a week. The news of Moderna's success comes just a week after another company, Pfizer and its partner BioNTech, announced its vaccine was over 90% effective following phase three clinical trials. 
Moderna Chief Medical Officer Dr. Tal Zaks told CNN he's confident the company can start handing out vaccines by the end of the year. By the end of this year, we said that in the United States, we expect to have 20 million doses. Immunologist Carl Ware of the Sanford Burnham Prebis Medical Discovery Institute says the news is promising. But in terms of timeline, there are still some important safety and protocol steps that have to happen. It's going to take probably at least six months to a full year to get enough people vaccinated that we might be able to see, you know, really have come out of this dark tunnel of infection. Moderna says it plans to fall in the coming weeks with the FDA so that a vaccine could be swiftly approved for emergency use authorization. Shalina Chalani, KPBS News. A recent California law mandates that local law enforcement provide the public an annual report on its interaction with federal immigration authorities. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department gives its update tonight. But ahead of that, KPBS reporter Max Rivlin-Nadler tells us immigrant advocates are saying the sheriff is in violation of state law. Three years ago, state legislators passed a bill meant to curb local law enforcement's cooperation with immigration and customs enforcement. San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore changed some of his department's practices to comply with the law. But the sheriff also began posting release dates and names of detainees online, making it easier for ICE to find and arrest individuals. This is something that is not unusual. He does it all of the time in circumvention of California law. Civil rights attorney Genevieve Jones-Wright represents a Mexican man who was arrested by San Diego police while at work earlier this year. When he was released from county jail two days later, ICE agents were waiting for him. He now faces possible deportation and separation from his two U.S. citizen children. When we have a sheriff like Sheriff Gore who implements such policies to evade California law, every single charge has immigration consequences for our undocumented community members. The county is holding a virtual forum at 5 tonight to discuss the department's interactions with ICE. It's a change from last year when it was held in the middle of the day, which made it inaccessible to many working immigrants. Max Adler, KPBS News. Massive high tides, known as king tides, are hitting San Diego and the California coast through Tuesday, with tides expected to reach nearly seven feet. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the king tides can cause flooding and erosion. King tides happen when the sun, moon, and earth are in alignment, and the moon is in the closest position to earth, creating a stronger gravitational pull. Last year, king tides in Imperial Beach caused a bit of erosion and some street flooding. Lieutenant Brian Clark is a lifeguard in San Diego and says people need to be aware of the dangers with the extreme tide changes. You'll see the, the tide coming up a lot higher and then you'll also see the tide receding a lot further than you typically see. So, um, And that could be um, also dangerous for mariners. The next King Tides event is expected to occur December 13th to 15th of this year. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up on the podcast, COVID-19 restrictions have kept young athletes from playing in front of college coaches and recruiters. Playing locally is not allowed. They have to stay in their cohort. However, it is allowed in other neighboring states. So some teams are hitting the road. That story up next.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. COVID-19 restrictions have kept young athletes from being able to get out and play. For many graduating high school athletes, college and scholarship opportunities have vanished. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne talks to an Oceanside soccer team about what they'll be doing to get those opportunities back. I'm not sure how this is going to end up, but they've really lost a lot of valuable time. Frank Zimmerman, coach for the Oceanside Breakers, was unable to lead his boys' team of high school juniors to defend their 2019 State Cup championship due to COVID-19 restrictions. For these 16- to 17-year-old boys, this is a pivotal moment where college teams begin to scout players. Without the ability to compete, players like Javier Camargo can't get those opportunities. We're really looking forward to National Cup. We're defending champs back in 2019 and you know um, we could have been exposed to a lot of colleges now that we're juniors and pretty bummed out. California's COVID-19 guidelines allow conditioning, practice and training but no competition outside a team's defined practice cohort. Playing locally is not allowed. Even playing with one of our breakers teams against another Oceanside breakers team is not yet allowed. They have to stay in their cohort. However, it is allowed in other neighboring states. Sporting events have been held in Arizona, Nevada, and Utah. Zimmerman plans on making the trip to Arizona with his team Thanksgiving weekend, even though California has issued a travel advisory telling people to quarantine if they go out of state and return. Christian McElroy, an Oceanside breaker, is looking forward to playing in front of college coaches when his team travels to the Arizona tournament. We just want to play, and we're not allowed to play in California, so whenever we get a chance, it'll be good. With the restrictions on competitive play, sports clubs throughout San Diego are struggling to keep running. Bob Turner, executive director of Presidio Soccer League, says that impacts some players more than others. The kids with money are going to be able to play. They can afford it, but the underprivileged kids that have been helped and scholarshiped aren't going to have those scholarships. They will not have them, and now again... The direct effect is to those kids. Coaches Turner and Zimmerman said the lack of competitions in sports also impacts the mental health of players who just want to play. They miss competing with each other against other teams, and they haven't got to do that since March 13th, before March 13th. Youth sports opens the door to college for many athletes. With no ease of restrictions in sight, players like Javier Camargo will need to work with their coaches to find the opportunities to get them exposed to college and pro recruiters. Uh, I've been playing the sport since I was four, and yeah, it's something I do want to play professionally, hopefully. And I look forward to like getting scouted one day and like, you know, just making my dreams come true. That was reporting from KPBS's North County reporter, Tanya Thorne. This story was produced with support from the Economic Hardship Reporting Project. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.